Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson. I have with me... Colton Jones, as always. We're glad to have you back. Alrighty, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, Colton here is doing some crazy stuff. He's moving. Yes. Hey, yo. I am moving. Uh, yeah, this is, I think yeah, this is going to be like the first time just, just I am moving, mm-hmm. you know, because I'd usually move with family and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm moving all of my own things mm-hmm. and really realizing how much stuff I have. Yeah. I try not to collect a lot of stuff. That's usually not my my deal. Yeah. I I try not to collect a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Try to keep my the amount of stuff I have to a minimum because I usually shove everything in my room. <laughs> so I have like all of my books in my room, uh which is a lot of books. I got a lot of I got a couple of my instruments in my room. All of my coffee stuff's in the kitchen, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. So uh, for those of our listeners who might not be aware, I have a lot of hobbies. I love doing stuff. Yeah. I love... Um, He's your traditional hipster. I think that, that term's a little too mainstream for me. Okay. <laughs> Point made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I... I, I like roasting coffee. I haven't done it in a couple months because I usually only roast when it's warm outside. Yeah. Because I roast in a, like a popcorn popper, like an air popper. Just, I love that. I don't, I don't have my own roaster yet. Um, hopefully get one of those in the future so I can roast more than like a cup of beans at a time. Mm-hmm. But I like doing that just so I can roast exactly how I want to roast and I know what the beans are and all this stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of fun. I do leatherworking from time to time, um, roll cigars from time to time. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any art stuff in a while. Yeah, what the heck is up with that? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't painted or, or drew anything in a while, and you it know? feels weird, because I, I do like drawing, I do like painting. Yeah, I haven't painted in a while either. Yeah. Yeah. My Did name you... is Art too. Like what what am I? Yeah, doing? I know. That's like you were made to. Mm-hmm. But I I've been more focusing hobby wise, uh more recently just on primarily music and rolling cigars, because people have asked me to roll cigars for events, which surprises me. And I'm like, awesome, <laughs> I guess I guess this is a thing I do for, for people now. Every once in a while, and even a person the con- side hustle. Yeah, yes, it is a side hustle. But a guy contacted me, and he was just like, "Yeah, I, I was looking for more of those cigars." And I'm like, "You were okay, cool. <laughs> I guess you liked them." And I'm really, really was really happy about that. But now mm-hmm. I'm going through all of my stuff, and I have to figure out, all right, what's relevant to my life? What of my objects are going to be making the journey with me, and are going to be like? in my next room because yeah. I don't have to shove everything in my room. I can put some stuff, you know, in storage and 
some stuff can make its journey to the garbage can. Yeah, as well. to the garbage can or to to donation, you know, because especially the clothes I haven't worn in such a long mm-hmm. time, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that'll fit anymore. It goes goes to goodwill and all that. Um, but it just surprises me how much it takes out of you emotionally to go mm. through your stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, we are people, as, as people, we really love physical things. We love objects. Or we, we associate our memories with those objects. And a lot of times we consider our memories to define us. Yeah. To, I mean. I mean, in a lot of ways, it does shape how we perceive. Yeah. 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 And the things that happen to us are the efficient causes as to why we're here right now. So mm-hmm. to remember those is in a way to remember ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, uh, along the way. And whenever you say, like, uncover a stuffed animal you had as a kid you're going to remember a couple of the memories you've had with it and the emotional impact that you had in those memories. And it's going to be like, like, I don't know. I was going to try to draw an analogy, but the analogy is like the thing. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, it's going to be like opening an opening an old book. You haven't read. I'm like, that's literally like a similar situation. Thing, just a different. So item. it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is that you, you, you get taken back. Uh, to some memories and there are some objects that like i had really strong memories of that i'm like i cannot open that right now not because it has anything negative to it but i just don't know i'm going to be sucked into it yeah and remembering uh certain aspects of it uh in mm-hmm. so weeding through all of that figuring out what needs to go in the trash what needs to go in storage and what's relevant enough to keep near me mm-hmm. uh and to what's actually worth my focus. That's a difficult thing. Yeah. I think that's probably the hardest part of moving. The easiest part is putting things in boxes, lifting those boxes and moving those boxes. I lift things up, I put them down. Yes, that is moving <laughs> pretty much. Just steps, a couple steps in between. Yeah. And um, the hardest part for sure is the emotional part, the emotional lifting, at least uh, when it comes to me, that's mm-hmm. what it is. God forbid I come across an album of like pictures and photos because those contain even more context and memory and all that. Dude, moving is going to be fun for you when uh, you get married. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's not just that. It's also that thrilling feeling of my life as it is, as it was, is completely over. Yeah. I am starting a whole new chapter one could even say a whole new book Mm -hmm. because life just changes radically it's so the sentimental stuff you know the stuff the sentimental feelings goes through the roof right so yeah and i think this definitely has spiritual connotations i mean like we you might be sitting here listening and thinking when are they going to read from scripture? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for this one, we're probably not. Honestly, I would kind of like to connect it to like the love of our parents. Yeah. And on top of that, yeah, on top of that, I think we could connect it to having a sense of continuity where you come from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you think about it there, well, 
I'll, I'll speak more from my experience then and we can talk more general. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting. Gabby and I are looking for, you know, a, a place to move. The market is just great right now. So, you the know. The best it's ever been, <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we, we've kind of accepted the fact that we're probably not going to be moving anytime soon. And that's okay. It's just the timing of everything that it happens, you know? It's all good. But, you know, that's, that's a, the situation that we're in. Um, I'm looking forward to that point where, you know, we, we go back to our parents and we got pretty much everything that was ours. But there's a few things that we left at our parents, like old, old stuffed animal toys or like old, old toys that we played as played with as as little ones Mm -hmm. you know like super little yeah and we held on to it with the intention of giving a handful of that stuff to our own children and the thing is it's funny is that like when i i visited my parents a little while ago went down to the basement found that old box of toys that was mine uh especially in like the prime of my imagination years you know like I think it was like somewhere between like seven and nine, you know? Oh man, those were the days. I went right back into that world, you know? Right back into that enjoyment of, you know, these little action figures or whatever, you know? Just like, oh man, I loved it. You know, just thinking about it. It wasn't just the toys that I got as gifts. It was the memories. Right. I really feel like our identities are not just given by the beautiful words or the the hugs, the just being there for us, but our identities, those memories that we made, even on our own, when our parents weren't there, that was a gift mm-hmm. of who we are. You know, uh, definitely my parents extended themselves to get me a few extra toys, you know. So that I could enjoy my childhood, enjoy the, the, the imagination, the thrill of something new, the thrill of creating memories, the thrill of, you know, all of that. And, you know, looking at, it makes me think of God as my father, you know, the little things that he's given me along the way that I don't always connect to my identity or to the memories the, the good memories that I've made, you know? Um, you know, I think probably one of the best examples of this would be even the childhood friends that I had that in our immaturity, they weren't like strong friendships, but we still had fun. And I look back on those moments and I think, wow, that was, that was really nice. What I said, what he said was not great, very nice, but, you know, <laughs> but there were moments where really beautiful memories were made that like the moment I look back on those, I start smiling. I smart, I start laughing and that, that friendship was a gift from God, you know, and it helped create me into the man that I am today. Right. Yeah. Cool. What are your thoughts on that? One thing that really strikes me as being unique to, to like be, being a person is the inability to really relive the things that you went through mm-hmm. your past. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, at least the good things, you know, some people who struggle with things like PTSD don't have a choice whether they relive it or not. It happens to them. But the things that we want to relive, it's almost like they can't be. And I'm recently I took, um, took my girlfriend around to where I grew up and we drove past, you know, my first house that I lived at my old high school, uh, and more or less just the, the town that I grew up in. And I realized even though I, in my adult years, I had never driven through this part of town. I knew it like the back of my hand. I'm like, I know everything. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm accessing parts of my memory that I didn't realize were actually just ingrained there. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to try to remember it. It was just there. And driving past, you know, my old house, we lived kitty quarter down from my old elementary school Mm -hmm. and took her, uh, went right by that and I was looking at everything and realizing there was an uncanny resemblance to what it used to be it wasn't quite the same you know the person who lived in the house who lives in the house that I used to live in they put up a different kind of fence they chopped down a tree that was in the yard that was um that was there before uh the shed in the backyard was gone then there were some things that were the same, like my mom's landscaping. Uh, they decided to keep a bit of that in the trees that she put there. And it was just interesting because the things that we have or, or the, the world that we're impacted by, you know, like an old house that we lived in or maybe um, – having a memory of a place and going back, you realize that that place changed too. Mm -hmm. You changed and it changed too. It moved along. It progressed down whatever its future was at that point, you know, where your path and its path diverged. You know, I no longer lived at that house. Other people moved in, they lived their lives in it. And I lived my life somewhere else. Then coming back and recognizing that it feels like it's the same thing as a a person in a sense. Whenever you and a person maybe were close friends and then you grew apart and you meet up again, you're like, we're not the same people that we were in our memories. Mm -hmm. That's one of the, it's really bittersweet. It's it's sweet yeah. if something good has happened to it. Like mm-hmm. if someone's really taking care of this house and the landscaping and really upkeeping it and making it their home, yeah. you're like, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Or if someone's really taking care of their life, if they're if they if they're happier, if they're um, if they seem more at peace with the world, they're making better decisions. Yeah. they're thinking more. Yeah, um, deeply. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and in. in so that's the sweetness. The bitterness is just like what I knew is gone mm-hmm. or changed. It's, it's no longer the same thing that it was. Um, yeah. And that's, that's why I think that so many people attach themselves to specific objects Yeah, because those things don't change so fast. Like stuffed animals don't change so fast. Pictures, mm-hmm. they stay the same. Yeah. Um, you also don't have to, if it doesn't change as fast, you don't have to do that awkward stage of of reassessing yeah you know i think this is actually kind of a struggle that even parents and teens have you know 
especially when they go off to college or whatever, they come back and they are a different person. They've grown, they've changed, and it's hard to articulate that. It's hard to see that. And because it's only been a few months, and maybe not much has really changed for the parent, but the, the, for the teenager, life is changing rapidly. Yeah. You know? I think this... I think this is uh, like a struggle that I, I faced as as a young adult as a young adult with my parents is that um, I began to rapidly change. You know, a lot of my faults began to be refined because you know it was just a different different culture. I was no longer in school. You know, I was no longer mm-hmm. doing these things. I was you know I was doing ministry, and it was awkward and uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And I think I reacted I think I reacted kind of strongly in order to prove a point which you know that doesn't always go well Uh, (laughs) you know whenever I've come to find whenever you try to prove something about yourself you always end up proving the opposite and causing a lot of pain along the way um definitely definitely did that with with my parents you know i think there's that reassessment i mean like um it's not just a reassessment of like who is this person but like who is this person in relationship with me and how does that affect everything else uh i think that that can be a difficult transition to navigate especially when you feel like you do have to prove something you do have to prove or feel like you have to prove that i am different i am changing like give me space to be me you know um Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a really big reason why, or at least part of that is a really big reason why people seek out companionship in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, they recognize that everyone's going to change and I, and, and that they want to be around people that they can change with. Cause y- you recognize that like if you're with someone and you, you, you change, you go through the same changes so it's like you aren't alone as you're experiencing the rest of the world being so dissimilar to what it was before or your um or, and, or it, like uh, the other person becomes that sense of continuity for you yeah. like even though you're not the same person i knew you to be 20 years ago you're still who you are to me mhm yeah. yeah for sure um one of my really good friends uh when i went off to get ready for it when I went off to be a missionary, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I was gone for two years and went through some radical change or mm-hmm. radical healing, all of that fun stuff. I would say I had to work really hard to get all of those friendships back, and I was unsuccessful with most yeah. of regaining. And, and that, was, that has been one of the hardest sacrifices I've had to give over to Jesus um, is those friendships because I felt like for the first time, I had friends, you know, um, definitely feel much more connected now, <laughs> which is great because I know that's not always the case for many people, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And what you said before about, you know, like whenever, um, a high schooler becomes a college student, they go off to college, they come back, you notice that they're, they're coming up against themselves in a way because they've Mm -hmm. only known themselves in the context of their family their local community their school that they went to their entire life the same people throughout all of school presumably you know presumably um 
depending on how much they might have moved around. And then they go out, they experience new people, new settings, new, new everything. Yeah. And they're going to have to figure out real quick, okay, what do I actually do in all of this? Like, who am I in all this mm-hmm. stuff? And um, a phrase came to mind as you were talking about that. I'm like, yeah, a, a rock has, a rock keeps its jagged ag- edges whenever it's in stagnant water. It's only able to be, have those jagged edges smoothed. It's rough edges smoothed out whenever it's in flowing water, which is just constantly change. Mm-hmm. Um, a river in one section is never the same from one second to the next. You know, yeah. and a life that moves you around a lot, that will, you'll come into contact with your rough edges, or you will contact your rough edges on other people's rough edges. <laughs> and so you know, true. Other time and over time, you know those those will be smoothed over. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's the. There's that's the there hope. is also a possibility of chipping. Yeah, and so, becoming more jagged and more jaded. Yeah, true. We're re- this this analogy is stretching. I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the that's the important part of change. Um, I I I try not to fight change so much anymore. Because I recognize how useful it is in helping me be, be better yeah, for sure. you know, as a person. Um, and also, when you encounter a lot of change, the, the downside is that it's difficult to recognize what things shouldn't really change. What, what should ma- be maintained, consistent, constant. Uh, and I noticed that, you know, a lot of people that I knew who maybe had a strong faith or at least were just around people who have strong faith. And so they just were a part of the community in that aspect. Whenever they went away, they didn't keep it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that they had kept Cultiv- constant. Yeah. It's cultivated on their own. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very interesting point. In the light of living in a life that's always changing, always moving, you know. Um, we are creatures, I think. It's been my experience. And even as somebody who, I mean, in my strength finders test or whatever, when I was doing all those fun things, um, as a young adult, one of the things, one of the few qualities that kept coming back was adaptability. Even I, who, I actually thrive a lot in change. I love change. It makes me feel like life is going well and is exciting and things like that. I still need stability. Mm-hmm. I still need stability and like being able to recognize what is actually stable. Like how do I how do I get there? Um actually I just had a very interesting insight. Um about my disillusionment issues <laughs> because I think I was holding on to ideals ideas as being the stability the thing mm-hmm. that won't change when it's really the person of God who doesn't change but still will change me to be more like him yeah so even in that relationship there's still change which it can be like potentially frustrating right because he's always pushing me always challenging me always making sure that I'm not just okay, you know? And I think that's part of the disillusionment, you know? Um, 
it's part of the suffering, part of the, the struggles of that, you know. And it's hard for sure, but I would definitely say that I'm free. I would also say that stability, stability is one of those things that you've got to almost allow life to refine. And what I mean by that is like change will highlight through my anxiety what are the things that I'm holding on to that I don't don't want to be changed because it's a it's a rock for me mm-hmm. you know and some of those things aren't bad right like some of those things like such as a spouse such as you know a tight friend but even still there is a level that there needs to be out of love and openness for that other person to change or that other place to change you know so it can't be it can't it can't really be a material thing and even an idea an ideal has to be refined in order for it to for the assumption like let's say like i don't know a truth in scripture a truth in in you know the teachings of our church it's true but are my assumptions surrounding it true mm-hmm. like those things are those things being refined and in my relying more on the assumption than I am on the truth. I think a big one as an example for that is God's providence. Yeah. You know, if God is going to care for the sparrow, he's going to care for me. He's going to take care of me. Right. But does that mean in my assumptions that I won't have any issues or I won't have any financial troubles, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really true. Yeah. In regards to the faith, and the, these are kind of my wrapping up thoughts here. Yeah, man. In regards to the faith, that's, that's, the thing, those, that's the thing that changes for you in your life is, yeah, your assumptions, your understanding of the, the truths that don't change. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like walking around a really complex object or building or maybe, maybe just like a, a scene in nature you only see part of it from one perspective. It's only when you walk through it, when you walk down the path, that you get to see more aspects of it. It remains the same, but it looks different. Um, and and your, your view of it changes. It's more informed over time. Um, so, yeah, that's like the best way to get to know the faith is just like the best way to get to know a trail in nature. you got to walk down it. Mm-hmm. understand it from different perspectives and angles so you just get a clearer idea of it an understanding of it and what you assumed about it before might not be true um, but that doesn't mean it isn't in itself true yeah for sure how about you any, any final thoughts no that last one's my final thought I think okay yeah. I like it I will just say that this felt like an exercise in nostalgia, that's for sure. Because I, I feel like I've been exercised in nostalgia going through all my stuff and having to pack up a good portion of my things. So I'm looking forward to getting all, that all done and moving on to see what, what my new place has in store for me. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, 
We hope you got something good out of that and take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you and we ask if it did, Share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven.fire at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at under an open heaven.fire. So please go uh, give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you. God bless. Bye.